This week's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So for just for being a listener to this week's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get a free trial. Um, it's two free MP3s um, of your master. Check it out. Let me know what you think and also let Lander know uh, what you think about the services. Make sure you, you tell them that straight up the Dan sent you as well so um this week I, I was kind of going back and forth deciding whether or not I wanted to do a, a podcast this week I know you guys are used to getting that content every week and to be quite frank with you uh this week was just a challenging week um very busy uh schedule um going on right now and um not saying that I didn't have the time to prep um a podcast I just kind of wanted to let them breathe a, a little bit and so um I wanted to do this week initially was to open this thing up and just have you guys call in um and take questions but um I, I that's something that I'm going to do a little bit later on when I I can work things a little bit better um and be a little more prepared to do so but uh this week's podcast really was um I guess inspired by a text message that I received. Um, I want to say, was it either earlier today or a couple of days ago? Um, and it was from the homie Bars Damu um, of Fly Mind Poets. Um, and actually, this was earlier today, now that I think about it. You know, yesterday. So, um, first, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of context um, for the, the reason for the text message and uh, kind of go through it and just walk you through what I really told him. Like I said, this is really a, a free for all uh, type podcast um, today. Um, I may even go over some some current events and kind of uh, give you my my thoughts on what's going on with the music industry right now um, but so as far as a title per se not necessarily uh, but hopefully you know you guys can still get some, some valuable information uh, going today so uh, I'm gonna read the text message that I received from bars that move it said uh, uh what's good bro I appreciate the real friends podcast that was last week's podcast by the way if you haven't listened to it be sure to go on iTunes right now and check it out it's a very good podcast about keeping the right people in your circle and whether or not your friends are really should work with you um, or should you just stay friends with them. Um, getting getting friends involved in your business can be a little uh, wishy-washy. So uh, that podcast really dove into uh, figuring out how to qualify your friends, so to speak, um, as business partners. So, um, but he said, um, he really appreciated the Real Friends podcast, and it was really informative. Uh, he said he had a question concerning uh, connecting with demographics on the street. Uh, his question is, he, he knows that his, his largest demographic um, are black college students ages uh, 18 to 24, uh, mostly female. And he just wanted to know what would be the best way to reach out to them. Um, and, you know, he said, should I hit the yard with email lists or merch or um, if, if on the yard, should it be a special event? Any feedback on this question would help. Thank you for your time. Right. So first off, I, I do appreciate uh, bars that move for um, sending that message. That was um, actually a, a great question. Um, and I kind of want to, you know, I, I gave him some insight, but I also want to share that same insight with you. Um, I, I felt that it was a good question and um, someone else may be, you know, struggling or have uh, a similar question. So I wanted to bring that to you guys attention. So um, my reply 
and I'll read verbatim what I wrote down. I'll kind of go into it a little bit more. Uh, I told him thanks for listening um, and, and just really went into the, the key is creating a memorable moment. You know, um, it's good that, you know, your demographic, but now it's about catering to them 100 percent. Right. Like go where they are. Think beyond grabbing emails and selling merch. You, you have to do something that they can identify with. Right. And so. Just to give you a little more um, insight on what I mean by that, it's like he this guy did exactly what, what we've been talking about. Right. First, identify your demographic. Once you know exactly your demographic, he knows that, hey, my demographic is 18 to 24 year old college students, um, African-American, black uh, and female. Um, so he having that information, that's great. So now it's like, OK, what do I do from this point? You know, is it simply going out there and, and giving, e you know, email lists and, and merch and all of that? And the reason why I told him that you don't specifically want to do that is because you, you haven't figured out. Yes, you've identified your demographic, but now you have to catch your demographics attention. Right. Like a demographic is just a wide spread of people. And so that's great that you can identify them. But even though that's your demographic, those people in that demographic don't know who you are. So now it's about catching their attention. Right. And, and I, I'm an advocate for saying that you should capture people attention with memorable moments. Uh, the, the greatest example of a memorable moment um, this past uh, a couple of days ago, actually, uh, Monday night, um, I went to the um, a TI concert here in the city. It was at Greenbrier Mall. Anybody that's from Atlanta know that Greenbrier Mall is a mall um, on, on the west side. And it's not really your typical mall. It's, it's more so of a, like a, uh, I won't say a low-end mall, but it's, it's not like your, your Lenox Square, right? It's considered Lenox Square. That's like day and night, right? But it's more so of a mall. You know, you go there, you, uh, there's plenty of shoe stores. I think there's a, a Macy's there, um, Burlington, but it, it's a smaller mall, right? And, and But the thing is, T.I. created a memorable moment. So for those that don't know, um, he recently joined Title, um, officially announced a, as a part owner of Title, and also um, he did a deal with Rock Nation. I, I believe it was a distribution deal with Rock Nation, right? And so to, to announce this, he did a, th a free concert at Greenbrier Mall. So th the reason why this is genius, number one, Greenbrier Mall is so identifiable with T.I., like the old T.I., the T.I. that... If you're from Atlanta, you're very familiar with the um, I'm Serious T.I., Trap Music T.I., um, PSC in the Streets T.I., that that T.I. that really laid the foundation and groundwork. Right. And so to they created a memorable moment by number one, throwing a free concert if you were a title subscriber. Um, and so it's a win win. So you can either become a title subscriber um, and get in for free or you're, you're already a title subscriber. So. Again, that free concert. And so you get in there to this to this thing and, and it's it's so it, it reeks like, oh, man, like the nostalgia there was so crazy. Just seeing um, how far T.I. have come, you know, during his time, he, he's had a luxurious career. He He's that on the top of his game. Everybody knows who he is, you know, family hustle, all of these things. Um, but to go from that and, and like, OK, I want to it's almost like I want to come back home, come back to the place where I used to hang out um, and just, you know, chase out the chicks or, or you know, go and get something to eat, um, cut school or whatever he was doing at the time. Th this he did it here at Greenbrier Mall. So he brought everybody in to, to almost it was a very intimate setting, brought everybody in and put on a great show. Uh, he brought out um, Young Thug, brought out um, 
uh, Young Dro um, and a couple other people and really just put on a great show. Right. And it, it was it was a show that felt like Atlanta. It felt like the West Side. It just it was a good feeling. Right. So I say all that to say it was a very memorable moment. It was something that everybody will never you'll never forget it. You'll be like, oh, man, this is the T.I. that I know and love. And so if you happen to catch that show live or if you watched it on title because it was streaming on title, you totally look at T.I. like, oh, man, I, I forgot that this is, you know, the T.I. that I fell in love with. It almost reminded you of, of the T.I. that you love. And now T.I. is in a, in a whole nother light. You know, it's like you're looking at him a little bit different. I was like, oh, man, this is the guy who I know. I don't you know, the, the, the lights and the cameras, the action, all of that stuff. Forget about it. This is the T.I. that I know and love. And so now all of a sudden he goes from Hollywood T.I. back to tip. The transformation was seamless and he made an announcement that he's with title now and rock nation. So you, you get all of this stuff going and it, and now it feels like, oh man. So what, what I say all that to say, T.I. knows his demographic or the demographic that he was going for to identify with, uh, for this whole really switch over to being tip again. Um, in a sense, he knows what that demographic looks like. So he went and did a memorable, created a memorable moment to that demographic and it, it was so great you know um just to see that and so what you want to do is after you identified that demographic now you got to figure out how to create a memorable moment for that demographic introduce yourself with a memorable moment um what what a lot of the artists that i've been working closely with um, what they did was created um a collective called the Winter Circle, right? And and, and shout out to uh, uh, Jay Coop, Div, um, Rod McCoy, um, and a couple of other artists. Um, but but what they did was almost like a coalition of artists. And so the the whole vision behind Winter Circle is a you're, you're going to be artists, you're going to be a, a creatives, um, it, whether you're videographers or um, you know graphic artists, DJs. Um, all of these people. So it's, it's pretty much like, hey, let's get together, pull our resources together. The people that we know, the people that, you know, let's put our money in a pot and let's put on shows that cater to certain markets. Right. And so with doing this, what they've been able to do and accomplish and, and um, it was been so great for the city that's saying is like they're putting on uh, showcases full of indie talent and people are seeing these shows. And, and they don't forget them. They're memorable moments every time. And so uh, the next thing that's coming up is Get Funked Up is uh, March 4th. Um, and it's going to be a house party. So there's like free beer pong and uh, there there's going to be, um, you know, in the basement of a house. So it's, it's really going to feel like a house party vibe. And it's going to take you back to those college days. And so it's creating those memorable moments that once you're there, you're, you're going to feel that experience. You'll never forget it. Um, an artist by the name of Jimmy Hennessy, uh, he's actually my co-host on uh, the Good Hennessy show that I do on Monday nights at uh, LiveHipHopDaily.tv. Um, he recently did a show down um, from where he's from um, in South Georgia. Um, he did a, a show there where he put on a, it, it was a, an experience. It was really a memorable moment. He had um, a vaping competition and he had this huge live show. And he had it, and when I spoke with him about it, he said, it, man, it felt like a family, like a, a high school reunion. People that didn't even think about that they were going to be at the show. They just kept bumping into people I'm like, oh, man, I haven't seen you in 10 plus years. And it just felt that way. And so now that's a memorable moment that he was able to create. Um, now, 
not only did you see people that you haven't seen in a while, they're going to forever tie that moment to like, man, I bumped into you here at Jimmy Hennessy's show. Right. And so I, I'm saying all this stuff to say if you create memorable moments, all of that stuff, the 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 foundational work and the, the groundwork that you did early on will only get better because you you actually doing something to keep and stain people's brain. Right. Um, so the second part of, of that, what what I told him was, um, you know, you got to cater to these people 100 percent. Right. And so how do you cater to your your demographic that you found? Well, the easiest way to cater to them is find out what they want, what they like and what they want to do. Um, you know, for example, if if your demographic is 18 to 24 year old males that like to skateboard. Well, if you're throwing a party that's going to be suit and tie, then it doesn't make sense if that's your demographic. You got to do what those people, you know, they, they cater to what they love. So why not throw a party in a skate park? Whereas, you know, you come here and we got a, we have a, a vendor set up that that are giving out, you know, skateboards or they're giving out equipment or they're, you know, they're they're repairing skateboards, all of this stuff. If you do stuff like this now, it's like, OK, I have a reason. OK, I'm your demographic. You've identified me. I'm here. I'm showing up because you're doing something that I like to do. It's not just all about you. You know, it's not you, you guys can't think about it being me, me, me. Right. You got to make sure that everything is a win win. You got to make sure that your audience is happy and you're happy. Right. So if you create an event that people can identify with like, hey, there's going to be it, we're doing it at a skate park. OK, that's a bonus. Uh, there are going to be vendors there passing out free gear and fixing up uh, skateboards and stuff of that nature. OK, I got a part that needs to be fixed. I'm there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's you're, you're basically making it where they can't say no. You're, you're eliminating that option of no. We had a podcast on that, too. You can go back and check that out. But you're giving them every reason to show up. And once they get there, then it's like, oh, well, I'm here now. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time. Oh, OK. Who event is this again? OK, boom. OK, so this is yours now. Now everything is starting to tie in together, right? Everything feels organic. It's nothing forced. You're not out here trying to shove music down people's throat. Um, none of that. You you created a memorable moment and you catered to them 100 percent. So now they have a reason to be there and they, they did something that they'll never forget. And they'll always tie your name to it. Right. It's like this. I'm trying to think uh, a good example um, that everybody can relate to. All right. Right now, if you're a basketball fan, um, even if you're not a basketball fan, everyone should have an idea um, of who who is Kobe Bryant. Right. So right now, Kobe Bryant is in his last season um, of his career. Right. And so just to be honest, the Lakers are not playing that well. Um, the, it, there's no chance for them to make the playoffs right at this point, um, unless a miracle happens and more than likely that's not going to happen. And so this year it was after he announced that he was going to retire, it's pretty much been a farewell, um, tour for Kobe Bryant. Right. And so every city that he, he goes to, there's, you know, it's almost like a parade on the court there, you know, farewell to Kobe Bryant. He's getting awards, you know, shaking hands, all of this stuff is happening. Right. What is happening for him is a memorable moment every time. So now you're going, OK, even if you're not a fan of the Lakers, 
you're going to show up to the game just to see Kobe Bryant play for the last time. And so what happened, the, the PR people and, and the, the NBA and, and everybody else uh, uh, affiliated with this thing says, OK, let's name, let's brand this whole Kobe retirement thing. Let's brand it. So what we're going to do is we're going to make it all about Kobe. It's going to be farewell to Kobe. So every city that he goes to. Farewell. Teams that had low attendance are selling out games when the Lakers show up because, hey, why? We want to see Kobe Bryant play for the last time. And so what everybody's done is created a memorable moment. We're going to send Kobe out on a bang. We're going to do a parade for him. We're going to, you know, we're going to raise the banners for him. We're going to give special introductions. This is every NBA team is saying this, even the rivals. But it's out of respect for Kobe Bryant that they're doing this. And so what they're literally doing is creating a memorable moment every night that he shows up in a different city for this farewell tour farewell tour don't think for one minute that that wasn't a plan that was a plan probably by the nba to to increase ticket sales and to increase awareness kobe bryant is is definitely one of the greatest players to ever play the game nobody wants to see him go so let's make it a thing if we make it a thing, then it, it becomes a thing. And now it's something that we always talk about every night, every night, every night. Kobe Bryant farewell tour. Right. And so who wins that way? The fans win because you get to see Kobe Bryant play for the last time. Um, the NBA wins because you're showing up and, you know, everybody's watching the games on television. Uh, everybody's showing up. They're buying Kobe Bryant merch, all of these things. Uh, the team the home team itself wins because, hey, they have sold out games now. Um, and when sold out games, what happens? People buy merch at the games. People buy concessions. All of these things happen. And at the end of the day, the end ends up being a win win for everybody. So don't think that these things aren't happening even on on other platforms other than music. It happens everywhere. It's, it's a basic marketing principle. If you can um, come up with a memorable moment, create a memorable moment your product or you will last for a lifetime. You'll never forget about it. You'll never forget about it. The consumer never forget about it. Even when they try to forget about it, something will trigger their brain to think about it because it was that good of a moment. Now that takes time. You're not going to be able to go out here and create a memorable moment off of a hunch. It, it, it literally takes time to do that. And it takes some great planning. And those things are another podcast in itself but you have to know how to plan properly you can't go out here and just wing stuff it's not going to happen for you if you go out here and wing it i guarantee that you're going to put yourself in a hole for for the next two to three years just winging stuff and now are some people successful winging it absolutely but the majority of the people are not the the people that that make it successfully winging it. They're probably winging one area, but they're great in another area. So they're bringing that greatness to to wing something else. Right. So a good example of that is somebody like a Kanye West. Right. He's everywhere. He's polarizing his. Um, of course, his music is out here. Um, but what's what's bigger right now what he's doing is creating a very memorable moment by just going on twitter and writing ranting and saying whatever i don't even really want to say ranting but he's saying whatever's on his mind he's actually verbalizing it or typing it on twitter and it's becoming the news for everybody right it's not really that big of a deal this guy is literally just putting his thoughts on twitter which is what twitter is for but because he's such a big and huge figure 
everybody's taking every 140 characters of whatever he says and it's tomorrow's headline right and so what he's doing is guaranteed it he he can tell you this over and over that it's not about the marketing but Kanye is smart enough to know that anything that he says is going to be taken with a grain of salt and is going to be a microscope and ran through with a full um a fine tooth comb everything so he knows he's choosing those words correctly don't think for one second that the stuff that he's doing is just happenstance right so he is a perfect example of somebody that the public perception is he's winging this thing with these tweets i don't in my personal opinion i don't think he's winging anything i think this is carefully thought out and he knows exactly what he's doing right now so he's a genius very genius level talent very creative person and he's given the public perception of winging it and just going off on rants and just throwing information out here and it's working and why is it working because we're constantly talking about kanye west and as long as we're talking about kanye west kanye west can create um income right because all of it all it takes is you keep continuing to mention his name i know he's talking about he's in debt and um just a very quick tidbit on that i wish people would stop criticizing his statements on debt because most people are in debt that's just what it is we're in america capitalism is key people chase the dollar and when you chase the dollar and keep up with the jones you end up being broke that's really what it is you, you go out here and you buy homes that you can't afford you go out here and buy cars that you can't afford. You buy clothes, shoes, et cetera, et cetera. And you end up in debt. Right now, if you have a home that you have a 30-year mortgage on, even if that home is only $120,000 and you've paid 40000 of it, guess what? You're $85,000 in debt. And that's on a small level. So if Kanye go out and buy a $10 million home or get a $10 million mortgage, then guess what? That's $10 million worth of debt. No matter how you want to look at it, you know, of course, we see fifty three million dollars and we see this guy on TV and on everything. And we think like, oh, man, there's no way that Kanye West is in fifty three million dollars worth of debt. He keep he people are missing what he's saying is personal debt. So with personal debt guarantee, he's talking about homes, he's talking about cars and he's talking about investing in his businesses. Right. When you have money like that, it's nothing to go out and, and invest 10 million in something that you feel that's going to work. And it and it may eventually work. But if it doesn't work immediately, guess what? That's 10 million dollars of debt. And so that's how you get in that 53. I know that we this is not a, a podcast about finances, but I just want to throw that out there because I'm seeing the criticism that go around and people saying that, hey, man, there's no way that Kanye West is in debt. Believe it or not, people are in debt all the time. Even some of your 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 favorite artists are in debt and they're just, you know, they're they're showing it like they're not. They, you, you think they're not. But a mortgage is, is, a, is a is a debt. It, if you don't think it's a debt, stop paying your mortgage right now. Stop paying your rent and guaranteed that um, you might come home and all your stuff is outside. Uh, that's going to happen. And you don't own that property. You don't own it until the mortgage is paid off. And once the mortgage is paid off, then you officially own it. Your car, you don't even own the title to your car if you if you took out a loan for it. You don't and until you finish paying that loan in full. You won't have the title to that car. So guess what? You don't own it. Right. So that's that's it. I, that's a rant for that. I don't want to go too deep into that. I know that that'll be a whole nother podcast. Uh, but 
you know, I say all this stuff to say just, you know, you, you have to create these memorable moments. Now, I told you guys it wasn't going to be I wanted to just talk to you today. Um, there wasn't any formulated uh, thing. I just wanted to respond to this question. I thought it was a great question and I wanted to share it with you guys uh, today. Uh, we will have a couple of guests coming up next week. And actually, the next couple of podcasts will be guest related. Um, I'm going to make sure I set those up for you guys um, in the best way possible. But but we have some some very great um, conversations that are coming up. And I think you guys will really thoroughly enjoy um, what we're going to do here. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be it. I know it's a very short podcast this week, but like I said, I just wanted to really talk to you guys. A few um, housekeeping things, if we will. Um, as I told you before, I do appreciate you guys for subscribing on iTunes. Um, we did see a, a, a nice increase on subscribers this week. That's great. Continue to subscribe if you haven't. If, you, if you're just now finding this podcast, uh, I thank you for listening. Um, I do appreciate you guys for checking it out. Um, it, it goes without saying that, you know, this podcast is for you. Um, we do create the content, but it's, it's literally for you. We make this um, and curate this content weekly just to make sure it, it provides some type of motivation for you and, and uh, provide some guidance for you if you if you don't know what to do in certain situations. So um, if you're finding this for the first time, I, I do appreciate appreciate you for listening. Um, if you like the information, only if you like the information, feel free to share it with somebody. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can listen on SoundCloud, all of those, any place that you can listen uh, to podcasts, we're, we're there. So I do appreciate you listening, but most importantly, um, make sure that you rate and review the podcast if you do subscribe on iTunes and uh, be sure to share it with somebody. That's all I ask. Everybody that's a, a regular listener to this podcast and you've already subscribed, um, if you could, if I can just make one request, um, just share it with one person. That's it. Um, that's all. Just tell one person about the Straight Out the Den podcast. Send them the link. I don't care which link you send them. Just send them the link and tell them like, hey, I think you should check this out. Um, I, I believe it'll be some good information for you. I would really appreciate if you guys would do that. Um, other than that, I think that's it for this week. Um, like I said, definitely. Oh, we, we are. Um, I told you guys a couple of weeks back that we are working on some some special courses and some consulting things that we're doing that stuff is still in planning phases and we will make sure that that that's working i just wanted to give you guys an update on that um, we will shortly start to roll out uh, that plan um, but right as of right now i just want to make sure i keep putting it in your ear that it's coming um, and know that it will happen um, it's going to be a situation where we can kind of be a little more um, interactive and, and more of a one-on-one -on -one, uh, type feel as opposed to me just talking with you guys on the podcast we'll be able to enter interact a little bit more uh, on this thing what we have coming up um, so uh, well you know something I was getting ready to wrap it up and <laughs> we got a few questions that came in and so I want to make sure I get these in while while we're still on the podcast so uh, all of that stuff I said still holds true though definitely make sure that you guys um, do that I, I would greatly appreciate it so uh, these questions come from um, Heron Music, H-E-R-O-N-M-U-S-I-C on IG. He's uh, I'm from Birmingham, now in Los Angeles. Um, I recorded an album entirely in Atlanta that releases on Friday. How can I get a review? All right. So this here is uh, more so of a, um, a, a different type of question. Uh, the best way to get a review on your album, I have to be honest with you, we do reviews kind of far and in between but the best way for you to do that is to um 
subscribe um, to our podcast if you're you getting this question, but definitely do that, number one. But the uh, the best way to do it is, is send us your music um, to, uh, what is the email? Oh, music at straightoutthedent.com. Uh, you send that email there and we will check it out. Um, it may take a little time to get through. We do get a lot of emails um, on a daily basis, just to be honest with you. Uh, so that that's your best way to do it. But I have to, I can't promise that we'll do a review on the music. Um, reviews are, like I said, they are far and in between. Um, we will check it out and if we like it, we'll post it. Um, but as far as a review itself, you know, we really have to be um, dedicated and moved by the music to do a full review on it just to be honest with you um he, he did have another question uh, and that's heron music h-e-r-o-n-m-u-s-i-c he wanted to know what are your top five producers in the game right now okay so as as some of you may know i i um, initially started in the game as a producer um i do still produce I, i'm just more so now very selective in and who i produce uh for and with so um i usually take on one or two projects at a time and i really focus in on, on those artists and we create you know beautiful content um that i like to say uh so my top five producers in the game right now and i will uh, go ahead and put out here that uh, my top five uh, have been my top five for quite some time and this is no particular order um, i'm just going to name them all right so uh, i will go ahead and say my, my number one um is dr dre uh, Dr. Dre is just something about his clean sound. Um, I really model my production off of Dr. Dre. Uh, the reason why I like Dr. Dre is because Dr. Dre for a long time, I didn't realize this, but Dr. Dre is a genius in sampling without you realizing that he's sampling. And I love that because I do like to sample too. And I, I like to pick samples that you a probably never heard of. And, and two, um, uh, it feels like it's something that that can be played now as opposed to um, feel. I, I try to work it where it, you don't necessarily know that it's a sample. Um, so that's number one, Dr. Dre. Number two, Organized Noise. Um, I am a Outkast fan. Um, I am a fan of the whole Dungeon family. And honestly, without the Dungeon family and Organized Noise, I probably wouldn't be here doing this right now they inspired me to want to produce um and from from there um they led me into just loving hip-hop um and organized noise is the backdrop for outcast which is my favorite group so I, I honestly say without organized noise i probably wouldn't be on this microphone at this moment um all of those events led up to me doing this podcast so uh, i definitely don't think that would have happened without organized noise so that's number two dr dre organized noise uh number three would be um oh my, my mind went blank oh Timbaland excuse me uh Timbaland by far is one of my uh best uh favorite producers just for the creativity and, and the the ability to use sounds that we've never heard of that we would think wouldn't work and he somehow makes it work I don't know how he does it to this day but uh Timbaland is definitely a genius for doing that um my number four I would say is probably uh Pharrell um the reason why I love Pharrell and, and actually I'm going to say Pharrell and the clips. I mean, not the clips, um, the Neptunes, because um, I, I came in loving what the Neptunes did. And, and I, I'm going to tell you why I love the Neptunes, because the Neptunes is one of the only producers that I ever heard that forced you 
they at a time when music was so big and everything was all about you know music being very loud and um all of these things they came in and made factory sound sound sign sound excuse me cool and i think they did that on purpose like at a time when everybody else was making these big you know um major you know huge sounding records they kind of cut through it and did something very thin and, and that's one of the questions i would love to ask pharrell one day um if i ever got the opportunity to when the interview happens is like did you guys purposely create your sound to sound kind of thin when everybody else was sound was so massive because i i feel like that's what they did to kind of uh cut through it was like you know everything sounded like oh man this you also you almost even thought like hey this this doesn't sound right because everybody else sounded a certain way and so i love that they did that and and just um the way that they used to do the double bridges and stuff like that early on i still absolutely love that going you know with usher you don't have to call and all that they'll go into a bridge um come back to a regular you know hook and then go back into the bridge again where most people you know the bridge is only once in the record they they did that bridge twice and i absolutely love um the song structure of, of the neptunes and pharrell um Number five is kind of tough for me, man. I have a, a lot of producers that I love. So we got Dr. Dre, Organized Noise, um, Timbaland, Pharrell. Uh, number five for me, I, I would say, and there's no, no particular order, man. I would say it's either going to be Kanye West um, and... Uh, I like, I mean, I, I really love Kanye West production. Um, I, and I'm not one of those people that say like, oh man, I love the old Kanye. Um, I love everything that he does production wise, just pushing the envelope. Like if you really listen to Kanye West production, it, it progressed every time, like no album sounds the same. And I absolutely love that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with, with Kanye West there. Um, my other would be probably... I'm going to go with either Just Blaze. I really love like Just Blaze revolutionized sampling, man. Like the way that he was able to make those type of records. Um, I, I really love how he did that. Um, so number five, it goes between uh, Just Blaze, Kanye West and Swiss Beats, man. Like Swiss Beats <laughs> is a monster. No pun, uh, <laughs> pun no pun intended. Um, but I just love what what Swiss was able to do, man. It, it, he has that vibe of you know that he's a a DJ, um, and so he 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 keeps that motion going uh, with the music, and everything feels that way. Um, and you know something, I, I gotta throw in here because um, I would be. Um, <laughs> being such a fan of outcast man like sometimes we forget their their producers too so earth tone three man like i kind of put them with organized noise slash earth tone three because the work that they did on, on projects man it's just like you know it was mind-blowing at the time when i didn't realize that they were the ones that were producing a lot of that stuff so i'm gonna have to go ahead and put outcast um well earth tone three with um outcast and, and mr dj in there um as kind of kind of i guess not an honorable mention i'm gonna put them right there with organized noise because all of that stuff um really um you know made the sound and, and also while i'm on the subject of organized noise uh they are having um there's a documentary um coming out on netflix on march 22nd so you guys make sure y'all check that out um but yeah uh, i don't know if there are any other questions i think that's it
uh let's see i just want to double check one more time before i get off here yeah okay so that's all the questions so look i do appreciate you guys for tuning in like i say if you do have any questions feel free to hit us up on all things social media um at straight out the den that's s-t-r-o-u-t-d-a s-t-r the number eight excuse me o-u-t-d-a-d-e-n um also you can email us at podcast at straight out the com. uh that's one of the best places to send those questions if you do have them um but yeah, other than that, subscribe, man. Tell a friend. I, I really want to stress that I would love for you guys to tell somebody about the podcast this week. It'll be so appreciated. So much so. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing it. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to put that in the air and speak that into existence. I want to thank you for telling somebody else about the Straight Out the Damn podcast. Um, but yeah, like I always say, man, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. And with that being said, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. We out.